2: And folks, away we go. It is New Year's Eve in Las Vegas, and it's starting to percolate a little bit here. Of course, we got the college playoffs coming up. We'll see how Cincy fares against Bama, Michigan, Georgia. We're going to recap our buddy Chris Wynn, who went to the Vegas Bowl last night. He was there. He'll be our Jimmy Olsen. Tell us how uh, that all shook out. And he's basking in the glow of a Michigan State Cover. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you here on Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, AM 1400 KSHB in Las Vegas. Stevie Slapshot's flying the ship for us back in the studio. How how you holding up today there, buddy? That's a 159er. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, yesterday you and I were bemoaning the fact that we're both kind of, you know, we're playing hurt a little bit, right? We are somehow we both ended up. I don't know how this happens. It's not a contagion um, with the uh, the sciatic thing. And I was doing a thing with our buddy Steve Cofield uh, right. uh, ESPN locally yesterday, and he was listening to the show, and he's like, what's wrong with you guys?
3: He goes, you guys sounded like, you know, father time. I said, well, if the shoe fits. And and Michelle out in the office here, you know, called me an old man because I'm, I'm gimping through the office. Yeah, but, I mean, that's why, you know, you're –
2: Wonderful for this show because it's radio. It's 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 not a video thing.
3: I, I feel a little better now. I'm 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 taking meds that are helping, Brian. But they also kind of make me sleepy. So it's okay if I nap during the segments, right? You're not going to say anything important, are you? No,
2: but you are sleepy by nature. Andyus goes here. Chris wins here. Andy's ready to chime in. Right? I, I,
4: a question that Stevie raised: uh, Sam Jones with the toothpick in the mouth was the major league baseball pitcher.
3: Oh, okay. Wrong guy then. Sam well, Jones, the basketball have player. We got to it, Andy. I mean, well well done, I, wouldn't Andy. Have, I wouldn't have remembered in five minutes <laughs> after the bro. break. <laughs> uh,
2: no, Sam Jones uh, passed away. The, the Boston Celtics. Boston That's Celtics, right? and I got a story about that. We won't. Well, you it.
4: know, I wonder how many other players are left. I think Bill Russell is one of the final ones. I think uh, remaining from that. Oh. So Sam Jones, by the way, second only in the number of NBA titles to uh, Bill Russell? Sam Jones was on uh, ten. Uh, NBA championship teams.
2: Well, all right. I'll do my Sam Jones story real quick. We got time. We got three hours. So I'm from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And Wilkes-Barre, of all places, was like a test market for TV for cable when cable first came out. It was it was like the I think it's where HBO actually was first on. Well, I don't know if it was just like a test run or whatever. And then the cable was the same thing. So anyway, it used to be back then, you know, the NBA, there was the game of the week on Sunday. That was it. And I was a big Celtics fan when I was a kid. And all of a sudden, the cable pops up We used to have ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS. That was all you ever had, four channels. I mean, I'm old enough. Andy, you're old enough. Chris is laughing at us. I mean, black and white <laughs> TV, right? So anyway... Cable, I'm too
4: young to remember the Dumont network. Well the the the
2: cable thing clicked on it was a mid it was midweek and it popped on. And my father's got the and he's like, hey, look at this. And he's having all this, you know, he's flipping around, flipping around. And I'm begging him. I'm going, it was the NBA finals. It was the it was the Celtics and the Lakers. I'm going, please put the ball game on. please, please, please. And so he flicks over It's like the last 30 seconds minute of the game, and Sam Jones hits this leaning running one-hander hits the front of the rim off the glass and goes in and it sent the series back to la where the celtics won at the forum and it was bill russell's famous line after they won there he goes what are they going to do with all those balloons they got up in the rafters those celtics team they were old then but that was the kind of the tail end of it
4: that was the uh, late 60s i believe Yep. yeah i think I think but then I think Russell won one as player coach.
2: He, well, he that's that the, the year he one. was the player coach that year, I believe. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so Chris Wynn is here. We thrilled to have you here, buddy. And good to be here. Happy New Year, gentlemen. What a, what a week for you, huh? I mean, your yeah. Sparty wins, and you went to the Vegas Bowl last night. How was that?
1: It's been a lot of fun this week. We had the you know Vegas Golden Knights back on the ice on Tuesday, and got a nice win against the Kings. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun yesterday with the uh, the bowl games, kind of getting the whole weekend kicked off, right? With uh, all the action that's going to take place, obviously the big semifinal games today. Wow. But uh, the Las Vegas Bowl was interesting to say the least, gentlemen, especially from a betting angle, right? Because this is a game that uh, had a little bit of movement as far as the lines concerned. Is what kicked it basically? The uh, line opened up around to what six, six and a half, Andy and Brian, and Eight then and, a half. and then uh, you know all, it gradually throughout the week, the Wisconsin folks started to roll into town. And that number went up.
4: Apparently a lot of a lot of those Wisconsin fans did not bet early in the week.
1: Exactly. So we had a scenario in the game yesterday. Of course, you know, Wisconsin looked really good. First half went out there, scored some points, a couple touchdowns in the first half. This kid Allen, this running back, true freshman. We're talking about uh, a seventeen year old kid that is just a monster. He's got he's got three, four solid years. Uh, ahead of him in Madison with this Wisconsin I don't, team, I don't
4: know about four years. You, you know he what I'm may, saying? He may though. opt out, though.
1: Yes. Yeah, he may opt out, but uh, he had a big-time game yesterday and was instrumental for them. And uh, Wisconsin got the victory, but it was only by seven, and the fans were going nuts in I'll, the stands.
2: I want to hear. I want to have more about that yeah. because yeah. that—that's the nature of this business and the stuff we talk about on a daily basis. All right, Brian Blessing, Chris Wynn, Andy Isco. Thanks to Jay Cornegate. he's rolled out the red carpet. We're at the SuperBook at the Westgate. You're coming into town. You got to come here. Football Central Sunday, great place to watch Week 17 of the NFL. And today, the Golden Knights game is going to be on TV. We got Edmonton and the Devils playing right now. We're starting it off, and we're off to the races. Back to Vegas in a moment
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: all right back with your vegas sportsbook radio and we are at the superbook at the Westgate, heading to a new year thankfully Hopefully, it's better. Uh, what a day today's going to be. I mean, we got all kinds of cool stuff morning, noon, and night. Ponies, hockey. Uh, the Golden Knights will be playing here uh, at noon our time. And it's, we, then we get to the semifinal games. It's going to be great. And then the New Year's Day Bowl. So we've made it. Uh, Brian Blessing here with Andy Esco and Chris Wynn. Thanks to Jake Cornegay rolling out the red carpet for us here at the Super Bowl at the Westgate. Stevie Slapshot's back in studio. This one, another one. I mean, during the commercial break, we get word, Betty White passed away at age 99. And, boy, she, I mean, you talk about, I mean, she was sharp as a tack, I mean, for a lot of years. And that's a sad one. I mean, hey, you celebrate at 99. I mean... You know, you're shooting fireworks into the sky there. Well, she
4: but... was only a few weeks away from turning 100. They had uh, maybe I'll still go through. They had a big uh, TV celebration planned for that. She uh, had quite uh, quite the lengthy life and uh, very uh, fulfilling and uh, provided a lot of entertainment for a lot of people.
1: You want to talk about entertainment icons? There's no question about it. When you're talking about Betty White, she's on par with the Bob Hopes, right? The people who are uh, you know that not only were just comedians, but they were just entertainers, right? And uh, Especially from a television standpoint, and uh, and uh, even from a movie standpoint, she was uh, iconic. So it's uh, it's a sad day, no question.
2: Right, let me come back to Betty White here. I'm not yeah. going to brush by this, but Stevie, I always told you, you know, I couldn't wait to watch a hockey game down here, a Golden Knights game on the big screens. Edmonton's on right now with Jersey. Look at McDavid; he just flew in, breakaway, put it in three-three, Jersey and Edmonton in the second period. These games are just out of the. Off the layoff, these games are pond hockey, mm-hmm. but Edmonton, what a sneaky
4: change! It's getting close to resembling an all-star game with these goals.
2: Oh my, look, yeah, no, that was a great play, and talk about a sneak! I mean, you know he's coming, you got a problem, but McDavid just jumped off the bench at the blue line, and they hit him with a pass coming off the bench, and what a beautiful finish! Three-three. That game's a kind of a gong show. Yeah. So all right, the I want to come back to a bunch of the stuff we started with, yeah. but but go ahead, Andy, the, the, on the Betty White front, let's.
4: We were talking. You were wondering what game show she was affiliated with. Well, she and was on
2: Password.
4: She was married to Alan Ludden, who was the longtime host of Password. He passed away, oh, I think in the 1980s. I don't, I don't think she ever remarried. But you know, that's 40 years ago. She was still at the height of her career uh, back then. And of course, she's she's mostly known now, or best known now. Uh, for uh, uh, Golden Girls, right. Even though yeah. she also had uh, a recurring part on uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. But a little-known
2: fact, Chris, mm-hmm. our buddy Andy Isco was on to tell the truth.
4: That's the that's the show that you. I, I want you video, uh,
1: cause I just that
2: that would be some classic video right there.
4: Well, well it's funny, Isco, Andy gave,
1: AI
2: on, he, on the Andy gave me the, the the skinny on on, and I I did. I spent an hour one night. Yeah, Looking on YouTube trying to find you. I tried to find you. And, and also. it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's almost words, like the only episode that's not on. But now what, now, words, what was your Somewhere I your...
4: have uh, an audio cassette. I taped it. I don't think they had. Uh, no, they didn't have video cassettes in those days because uh, it was in uh, 1970, I believe. I was in 10th grade. And I was one of the imposters of a uh, youngster who was riding on a school bus in, in a suburb of New York. When the driver had a heart attack and the kid was able to uh, take the bus and bring it uh, to a safe stop.
1: You're also on a show that I was a huge fan of as a young kid, called Bowling for Dollars, right,
4: Andy? That was fun. I that was a, I think they had various <laughs> editions of that or various versions of that show all over the nation. I was in the New York one, and I think if I remember correctly, actually it was uh, that show was filmed at the bowling alley at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm.
2: It is funny. I mean, you and think by like,
4: the way, for the record, eight pins missed a spare. the
2: spare. The crazy thing is my years in Buffalo for probably about five or six years, there were two shows. One was it was the, the top, the tops bowling show. And then it was the Pepsi Funtime junior bowling show. But the bowlers in Buffalo and there's like a bunch of pro bowlers. This was like a serious bowling show. But then the kids one was spectacular. I mean, you see the kids having fun and doing that.
4: Any of those kids go on to uh, careers that you're in, aware of? There,
2: yeah, probably, yeah. probably.
4: You know, we just lost one of the uh, best, uh, one of the all-time Ooh. greats, Mark Roth. Mark Roth, yeah. about uh oh, I want to say about a month ago, maybe uh, he uh, uh, he had a Mark a Roth with
2: the kind of like a almost like an afro he had.
4: Yeah, very, the curly hair. Yeah, the curly hair. He was a. Yeah. You know, he was a. You know, the, the oh, no. I the, mean, you know, b- b- back in the, the fact day, fact those guys yeah, would come Earl in Anthony, Earl Anthony. with the buzz cut. Dick Weber, of course, who was one of the. Uh, I think it was, may have been one of the founders. Dick Weber,
2: of the Pete BVA Weber. Tour, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know, all right. So now let's go back to. I wanted to get back to this Wisconsin thing. Yeah. Because. So I, could, I can wrap it up into a bow, right, Brian and
1: well, Andy? So I talked about, well, no, about the
2: fans, right? No, no, so, no. But let me – real quick. Wait, okay. I, I want to get yeah, to the snippet. Roll it up. I, I We said it all week long. Yeah. If you like Wisconsin, bet this game early. We, we said this on the show for a week that the Wisconsin fans will attack in this city. They are notorious for coming in here and laying the lumber on the Packers – on, the, on Wisconsin, and sure enough, it it kind of surfaced on game day, and it went through. It went from six and a half to eight and a half. But the reality well, let, of the situation, right inter- Andy? Let yeah. me
4: just introduce to you, Chris. Okay. Will Wisconsin ever agree to play a football game in Las Vegas again, or will Wisconsin fans ever come to see a Wisconsin game in Las Vegas again, based upon what happened not just last last night? But what about the power outage? <laughs> yeah, there
1: you go. Well, it was a rough beat. I will say that. But I don't anticipate I would, yeah, yeah, the, you, you the know, fate used, for from Madison not uh, embarking used, on Vegas. And, used, and I, I think those still come. <laughs>
4: the right phrase. It was yeah. not really a bad beat. It right. was a rough beat. Given the situation, Wisconsin did the right thing. Exactly. But Which is a rough beat. A, a bad beat would have been if, uh, let's say, uh, the guy kneeled down and he fumbled and the Arizona State player picked it up and ran back and they went for two and won the game. That's a bad beat. Yes, exactly. what, you, what we witnessed last night was a rough beat. The Pittsburgh uh, game against Michigan State, that's a bad beat.
1: No question about that, right? Because you have a situation where Pittsburgh's going down the field. They are in field goal range. An opportunity to tie this football game up. And then pretty much the worst-case scenario happens, right? Where not only does Michigan State get the interception, and you know, in a lot of circumstances, the – Defensive player would do what, guys? He would probably kneel down, kneel down right? Game, right? And the game, and the game would be over. And everybody that was uh, on the Panthers' side, from a betting standpoint, would have been, you know, very happy to say the least. That wasn't the case because uh, the player obviously runs it back
4: for a pick we've six. We've had we've had several bowl games decided like that over the and past decade. It
1: was just a rough beat in in a matter of what, Andy, three and a half hours. Well, that was, a, that, was a, that was a bad beat. Yes. And
4: the one that you're about to discuss was the rough, rough beat.
1: Exactly, the rough beat, of course, with the Wisconsin situation. But getting back to what you're talking about as far as Wisconsin fans, right, look, and and what Brian was talking about, too, as far as the line movement, right, It's it was a clear indication that, you know, there was a ton of people that were in town here from Wisconsin that in the last 24 hours up leading up to the game— had hit the window hard because you add that movement, right? It, it doesn't take a rocket. And Brian, to, Brian's exactly to it right. Out, it know?
4: could yeah. have been anticipated to no happen, question. and it is exactly what did happen. And although it's not a very high percentage, even though know, seven is a key number, mm-hmm. it's still well within the realm of possibility that it could happen. It's not like a, it's not like an extremely remote situation that the points are going to come into play going from let's say no, six to you, six to seven and a half, eight. Would you
2: believe? And, I, and I'm curious, like around here, I mean specific to Vegas, oh, we only got 30 seconds. But it falls seven, so oh, my God, they could have got middle, but I think the Wisconsin people, just they were hammering their team. Nobody was, I mean, maybe some sharp bought back at the tail end, but most of these people just were firing with two fists. All right, it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Well,
4: Chris has to wrap it up when we get back by telling the story of what happened to it 20 years ago. Exactly. That's what—that's the unique part of the story.
2: We're coming right back at Sportsbook Radio. We're on the sports. Grid Radio Network, Sirius 159, and we're hanging at the Super Bowl at the Westgate. Stevie's back in the studios, AM 1400 KSHP. Loving it. New Year's Eve, and a lot of great sports on the docket today. Back to Vegas in a moment.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the Superbook at the Westgate. Football Central on Sunday, week 17 of the NFL. A great place to watch all the games. And, of course, we got the semis today in college football. This is going to be a great day. I mean, the whole weekend should be a lot of fun. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Thanks to JP Back East helping us produce things. And Stevie Slapshut's in the KSHB studios with Chris Wynn and Andy Isco here at the Super Bowl. Uh, Hey, by the way, we'll get to a lot of the games uh, in much greater detail. But here we go. Kirk Cousins. Maybe a no-go here against the Vikings, huh?
3: He is a no-go. Yeah. No-go. Yeah, and that
4: uh, certainly hurts uh, Minnesota's chances, which were you know, questionable to begin with because the game has a lot of meaning for Green Bay. Now, as far as the point spread is concerned, that's different, but Green Bay certainly looking to hold on to uh, uh, the number one seed. Minnesota needing to win uh, to have a shot at the uh, at the wild card. A lot's going to be determined, obviously, this weekend and uh, next week in the final week, but having Kirk Cousins out, Uh, I haven't seen what it did to the line, but I have to believe that the Packers probably going to be close, what, to a 10-point favorite now? Sean
2: Mannion is going to get the start. And...
4: Do you have a line there? Yeah, I'll get it
2: for you, buddy. See it on the board. Double-check things here. Here at the Superbook, uh, we've got... Nine and a half, maybe? How about this? 13.
4: 13, okay. Green
2: Bay up to a 13-point favorite.
4: Uh don't know that I would lay it might feel a little comfortable taking because again Green Bay just needs to win they don't need to they don't, the margin doesn't matter for them they just need to win to hold on the number one uh, hold on to the number one seed and you know they may get a lead and do what they can for uh, uh, to get ready for week 18 with they where they may need to clinch depending upon what happened with some of these other games I know that Dallas and the Rams are, are are certainly in there. Tampa Bay is in there as well
2: and what's with the Packers taking their foot off the pedal late in these games lately?
4: yeah uh, again that's uh, another thing that uh, uh, they have to be concerned about uh, if you're looking to back uh, Green Bay I mean is, is, is the difference between cousins and and uh, Mannion worth uh, uh, the six seven points probably but will that come into play given the, given the situation surrounding Green Bay and you know Minnesota's going to have to take a lot of chances anyway because they they're not interested in covering they they need to win the game and so uh, you know I don't know that it's a positive when you're dropping off from Cousin to Mannion, but not, in that, not, not that much is known about Mannion as, as, Minas- as far as Green Bay able to prepare. So maybe we see some surprises out of Minnesota, but I still find it very hard to believe that uh, Green Bay's not going to win this game. Covering's a different story, though. Hey,
2: the football game's on today. Um, you know, Wake Forest got to play a game against Rutgers, and you knew Rutgers was kind of a sacrificial lamb walking in there. Uh, 38-10, Wake with a lead late in the fourth. Yeesh, Washington State. No show. Uh central Michigan twenty one nothing uh in that game and that's uh about eight minutes left in the well, third there was just in, a in criti- central-
4: critical fumble there as it looks like Central Michigan was going to continue.
2: Yeah, they fumbled it like the five yard line or would have been they're on the way the fast track to twenty eight 0 nothing, but so far Washington State a no show. That's bowl season though, uh Chris.
4: We saw it with North Carolina yeah. yesterday.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, good showing for for the MAC, right? If uh, Central Michigan can hold on to this uh, and and pull out the victory here, it's another uh, notch in the cap for that conference when it comes to bowl season. Yeah,
4: they've not had good – they and the Pac-12 conferences have not had great success uh, over the past half decade or so as far as bowls go. Now, this, of course, is an unusual season. Central Michigan was supposed to be playing Boise – Washington State was supposed to be playing Miami. Uh, we did have a couple of, uh, of MAC teams win. We also had uh, some MAC teams uh, do poorly. Toledo upset in the very first uh, game against uh, Middle Tennessee.
1: And a nice way for a team in uh, Wake Forest to cap off the season, right? This is a squad that we uh, uh, were praising highly, right? Moving throughout the first what seven to ten weeks of the season, and uh, it's it's been a team all year that's been able to score points. But uh, good way to uh, to cap things off here.
4: Yeah, this is a tough a tough spot for Rutgers, getting such little notice because you know remember they thought their season was over uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I think that was when they played their their final uh, Big Ten game, and they were five and seven. Had no thoughts, uh, any indication that they would be. Uh, even eligible for a bowl, should the uh, uh, should there be enough dropouts? And uh, figured that Wake Forest would take advantage. I give Rutgers credit; they were prepared. It was ten-seven in the first quarter. shiano the Rutgers coach, certainly had his team prepared. But, but getting worn down, not having the benefit of the extra three weeks of practice, or however long that they uh, that that they missed, is uh, taking its toll because they are they are not in October condition coming into this game.
2: All right, let's get to it. We got the big games today, guys. Um, let's start with Cincy in Alabama, 13 and Alabama, 13.5, crimson side favor. The total is 57. It'll be interesting to see how you know Cincy fares on this very big stage.
4: Yeah, my first thought, I was trying to make the case for Cincinnati. Wasn't quite able to, uh, to get there. Uh, n- clearly, this is a talented team. They play very hard. They're not inexperienced as far as... Uh, the uh, level at which they're playing. They've been a solid uh, AAC team the last uh, few years and, of course, capped it off uh, this year with the uh, the unbeaten season going in. Uh, But you wonder about the athletic advantages that uh, Alabama has, and more importantly... Nick Saban with a month to prepare for a specific opponent. We see that with Alabama at the start of the season when you've got six months to prepare for your opponent. We've seen it in previous bowl games. We know Alabama's generally been outstanding in the college football playoff in their semifinal games. What I was looking to do for this game was play Cincinnati and the under in the first half, thinking that if Cincinnati's able to compete, they won't get worn down. Uh, as easily as they might in the uh, second half. I can understand folks who think Cincinnati uh, can hang with Alabama. It really depends upon Alabama. But look, you go back just a few weeks and you see what Alabama did against what was supposedly, I'll put that in quotes, an invincible Georgia team. They made them look like an NFL team playing a good college team. And Alabama's capable of doing that. Is Alabama as good as they were last year? They don't appear to be that good, but certainly they are very good in big games. So I can see Cincinnati hanging there for a half, uh, maybe even, uh, well, maybe, you know, look 17, 13 at halftime, something like that. I think the line of seven uh, that Cincinnati would be there. I think the second half, uh, Alabama gets things figured out at halftime, and takes advantage. So as much as I wanted to play Cincinnati for the game, I just couldn't get there.
1: Make no mistake about it, a big storyline in this game is, uh, what, the non-Power 5 conference team going up against the big boys, right? That's exactly kind of the frame of mind that we're all looking at this You know, you,
4: it's interesting because you wonder, does that, does that put pressure on Cincinnati, or yeah. does it give them confidence saying, hey, we were finally good enough to be recognized as a team reserving to uh, sit at the uh, – Thanksgiving adult table, uh, so to speak, and maybe they will ride that. I, I expect a good effort out of Cincinnati. I just don't know if they can hang with Alabama for 60 minutes.
1: And you take a look at uh, Alabama. You want to talk about a standard bear, guys, when it comes to the college football playoff? It's, you know, basically you're, you're talking about uh, they're the only team to win every game along the way up to, uh, and, and it was a huge win, by the way, that win over Auburn this year, you know, where they were right there on the road. They could have lost that game and they would have been screwed. You know, so uh, that was big time. But this is a Crips and Tide team that, what, seven out of the last eight years they've been in the Final Four in the college football playoff. That is standard bearer stuff right there. And yeah, so uh, you very, expect very Alabama to come and uh, and uh, and come with all the horses. Man. Yeah, see, I,
4: I, the, the concern that I have, and, you know, look, if Cincinnati gets the lead and plays with it and holds on to it, that's great. Mm-hmm. I just wonder about their ability to come from behind. Uh, this is not a vintage Alabama defense, but it's still NFL caliber athletes on the field for Alabama. Cincinnati's got some, but not nearly as many as Alabama. So I wonder if Cincinnati is capable. You know, as a fan, forget the betting aspect of it. I'd love to see Cincinnati compete and pull off the upset. Well, I think it matters for years
2: to come. that yes. teams get this
4: opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Cincinnati is the standard bearer for a group of five teams having opportunities in the future. You know, there there are years. Uh, Boise State could have been the Cincinnati if the uh, uh, powers that be were a little bit more willing to give the team like a Boise State back there under Doug Peterson uh, under uh, Peterson uh, in the late 2000s, uh, you know, 2007, 2008. So Cincinnati has an opportunity. I don't think that if they don't do well, it's going to be because of pressure. I think they're very confident to be there. I think if they don't do well, it'll be the gap in talent.
1: And, Brian, Andy talks about pressure, right? Do you think there is pressure on a guy like a Desmond Ritter, right, the quarterback for the Bearcats, in a, you know, in a situation like this, which is uh, it's a big-time only?
2: No, I mean, I just think it's an opportunity that's presented itself, and they've answered every bell this year. I mean, that's, that's the one thing. But, again, it's Alabama. But, and we'll get into the Georgia game, you know. That's they,
4: a very and, intriguing matchup.
2: Well, and very briefly, I would just say the, the one thing that we'll find out here, was Georgia overrated all year long? Because they did face, for the most part, a relatively easy SEC schedule. And, you know, they went but, but it was it was, deep but it was, into the pool. In, in, but it was
4: still an SEC schedule.
2: It was. But they really did kind of duck out on most of the big boys.
4: Yeah, I, I think overall, compared to recent years... The SEC itself was a down conference this year. You look at look at how Florida just dropped LSU, not as strong as it had been in recent years. Auburn, you know, they were okay. They go up, lose a low-scoring game at Penn State early in the season. I think overall the caliber of the uh, talent in the sec or at least the performance of the team suggests that it was down so if you thought the sec was the number one conference in the nation as many people did they still are the number one conference in the nation but the gap between them and whoever you want to put it number two maybe you could say the big ten this year because the big ten had a lot of very solid teams at the top of that conference michigan michigan state ohio state wisconsin even iowa and a team like purdue that won yesterday It was a very good conference year. So the gap is narrowed, but it's still an SEC roster with the NFL talent.
2: Okay. Hey, we're at the Superbook at the Westgate. We're taking a break. We're coming back. A lot of fun still to come with Chris Wynn, ADS, Go, Stevie Slapshot. Hey, it's a Friday. That means the six-inch subs are only five bucks over at John Smith Sub. Special hours today close at 7 today, 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, But it's lunchtime, and that is good eating. All right, we're taking a timeout. We're coming right back to Vegas from the Superbook at the Westgate. Glad you're on board with us. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio.
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
2: Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the Superbook at the Westgate. And if you're coming to Vegas, you got to check this joint out with the big screens. we got the college bowls on. we got NBA action on. We had an early hockey game. I mean, this is just a great day. And there's like a buzz in the book now. It's starting to really build up towards uh, the weekend.
4: Buzz in the book and a packed parking lot.
2: Man, Andy, was that true or words? So are they giving money away here
4: I think I found the one spot that was available when I pulled in there
2: I got to admit I was kind of surprised how packed it was out
1: there in the lot for I'm guessing a lot of people
4: uh, well, I, I guess know. a lot of people from out of town California for example yeah. Arizona uh, for Arizona may have been in here for the uh, bowl game last night the mm-hmm. Arizona State people and just people coming in for the uh, New Year's Eve weekend probably came in many of them Wednesday Thursday
2: did you see it yesterday Um but they're talking about widening the highway down at state line at some and which is actually would be a great thing. You see, the line was 16 miles. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that's become a constant thing, right, gentlemen? I mean, we've seen that. It's, it's, it's almost like a, it's a fixture on the news here in Las Vegas. It's the lead
4: story on the, yeah. on the Sunday it's night news. They show stream, the line of cars. A streaming.
1: stream of cars rolling down to California. Leaving Las Vegas, Vegas. You know, on given days before and, on you know, and on the backside of the weekend.
4: Yes, the city has uh, recovered nicely. So, Brian, Brian my, so, go, so. Going through, you know, a little bit of a questionable period now, but uh, Las Vegas has bounced back uh, very nicely over the past, uh, well, I guess almost a year. Yeah. So, uh, things really uh, got...
1: So, Brian, my response to what you just said regarding that, I think it's probably a good idea, right, for a little uh,
2: freeway expansion there. It's probably solid. Yeah, you think? I, yeah. It is funny. I, if it, I, I'm sure you go back to Michigan a lot. Yeah. You ever do that on the weekend when you're on a plane? It's like Field of Dreams when, when you take off, and, and the, the line either going or coming from California, it's unbelievable.
1: Oh, there's no question about it. It's, just, uh, you know, it, it's and it, a lot, especially when you're coming – Back to Vegas when I'm coming back to Vegas from Michigan or whatever hometown. The, the, all the listeners out there are from, right? And you're coming here. It's it's a it's a celebratory mode, right? There's a, it's almost like a uh, a festive atmosphere is the way I'll put it.
4: I think singing "Viva Las Vegas" has been required by about seven of yeah. the airlines that fly into Vegas.
2: So. The bottom line is Washington State decided to show up. They just scored a touchdown. Central
4: Central Michigan had that fumble deep in Washington State's territory. Could you imagine? Then on their next drive, they they just missed a field goal. So uh, if Washington State's going to make a move, Central Michigan's doing everything they can to cooperate. Now, c- covering is a different story right now. But, uh, you know, being – what would you say? I think you said that the money came in on Central Michigan and Washington State, which was seven, close. I think you said, five-and-a-half. So five-and-a-half total. could cover even in overtime. Uh, still overtime.
2: on a very much an under track, 55-and-a-half is the total there. Uh, let's go to the Georgia-Michigan game for just a bit, Chris, and that's your, your backyard. Yeah. I know you're more of a Sparty guy. Yeah. But, boy, Michigan – that hook, you know, you just keep looking at that hook and go, man, it's so compelling to take Michigan. And I just, I, again, with Georgia, they've been phenomenal all year long. I mean, but they beat Clemson without an offensive touchdown. And I just, the, the quality of the foes they really faced, you know, was kind of middle of the road from an SEC perspective. And then they got thumped by Bama. Now, there's no disgrace in losing to Bama but this is a real quality foe who's not an SEC opponent.
1: Well, let's, let's kind of dissect this, Jeremy, because right from the beginning of the season, this has been a wild ride for Michigan. They're the first team that was unranked going into the season, right, going into week one, one Yeah, to make the college football playoff. And, you know, contrast that with Georgia, who was considered top the brand. number one team in the country. Well, certainly they were, the
4: season. Well, it started so, the season, I think, in the top five with uh, Alabama and Clemson, of course, started up there as well. Interesting from a linesmaking standpoint. I did not see what the advance, or I don't recall what the advance line was, prior to the conference championship game, and they put up potential lines for matchups. But given how Michigan destroyed Ohio State and how Georgia was destroyed by Alabama, I wonder if the advance line for this game had had they been both been same results competitive games, Georgia might have been a six and a half point favorite. So there may be a huge overreaction to those conference championship games that. Brought the line from under a touchdown, under seven, to slightly over seven.
1: But isn't there an element, Andy, to kind of throw all that stuff out? Because you're talking about two teams for two different conferences, right? Two completely different scenarios going into this matchup. And we talked about this in the break. This is what's unique about big time division one college football is you got the long layoff, right? I mean you got you're talking about these teams haven't played football for weeks, right? And so now you have to you kinda of, you have to factor that into the mix. And so, I mean, there's there's so many factors that kind of come into play when you have a matchup of these two teams going at it here. And well, you're talking, obviously, you're uh, talking you know, on the December, back end of uh, December.
4: Yeah, December fourth yeah. was championship weekend, so a little bit under a full calendar month will have passed. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised, and you know, I guess TV had to do with it that you're playing the the two two of the three biggest games of the year on a Friday afternoon and. Early evening out, uh, you know, in, in throughout good parts of the country, it's just the way that the calendar fell. Because normally you would think a game like this would be played on a Saturday, as as they have it in the past. But that's New Year's Day, and they've got bowl obligations, you know, for the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl that are locked in and you wonder why maybe the ncaa didn't think it through carefully enough and they would have made the rose bowl or the fiesta bowl uh, the, the two games that so they could play this on a saturday and you don't want to play on sunday going up against the nfl so uh it's a, it's, a, it's unfortunate that it's being played on a friday afternoon where everyone's thinking about new year's eve but nonetheless uh it's a very attractive matchup and uh, hopefully we in fact uh, before we go off locally at one o'clock the um, first game will be uh, the Alabama-Cincinnati game will be underway scheduled to kick off at 12:30. Uh,
1: and it will be fascinating, right? Andy is going to do be the matchups on the field when it comes to the Michigan offense against this Georgia defense, and then vice versa, right? You're talking about uh, fascinating
4: I matchups think, there. I think the defense of Georgia and the defense of Michigan are the two powerful units that are perceived. What I think is overshadowed Georgia can play some pretty good offense. Michigan can play some pretty good offense, which makes for a compelling – you've got strength versus strength and strength versus strength.
2: By the way, what's also about to happen here is the Golden Knights are facing off at the top of the hour, uh, hosting Anaheim up the street at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, Vegas is a dollar – oh, boy. Dollar ninety, a lot of places.
4: What's the puck line?
2: Uh, The puck line would probably be uh, the plus a dollar forty. And I'm
4: thinking, you know, considering after the layoff, how many high-scoring games we've had, that maybe uh, laying the puck and a half, if you like, uh, the Knights is not a bad way to go. You showing plus, uh, was that plus one twenty? Plus one
2: twenty, the Knights on the puck line.
4: uh, The William Hill app. Yeah, Yeah. minus
2: one ninety. They're 11-4 and four to the over in their last 15 mm-hmm. games, and Brassois is playing. And what, what's
4: the Knights' record covering the minus goal and a half? Do you have that there as far as uh, in their wins?
2: I can look at their recent results. Uh, one by three, lost to Tampa Bay. One by a goal on the island. One by a goal against the Rangers. Um, then one, two, three in a row on the puck line. That's kind of a mixed bag, Andy,
4: you know? I mean, it... It just I'm just thinking in terms of that unplanned layoff that shut things down for four or five days. We've seen now, is there a correlation? That's hard to say, but one thing we can say is we've had some, not just high-scoring games, some unusually high-scoring games that... You know, uh, now of course one of them was that eight-seven game the other night. So the favorite if it was a favorite that one would not have covered the puck line. But you know, look at what uh, what we see. Carolina put a number on the other night, and we've seen a couple of other high-scoring games that had margins.
1: And obviously, the uh, the big news regarding Max Pacioretty, right, and uh, the surgery and the extended uh, time that he's going to be off is going to have an impact on that Golden Knights' offense.
2: Oh, by the way, yeah. Stevie. That happened literally right as we went off the air yesterday. It's kind of a snuck a tweet out there that uh, Pat Charetti had wrist surgery. And the first question I had is what wrist? Yeah. And uh, our buddy Ken Bolke, uh texted me this morning. He's down at the arena. He said it's his left wrist. Oh, no. And that's, listen, this guy's game is his wrist shot, and he is a left-hand shot. So that means the left hand's low, and that's, the, that's where all the torque comes on that wrist. So, I mean, you, know, you get the surgery, you get it fixed. But, be, I mean, obviously, if it was the other hand, it would be a lot less concerning.
3: Right. That, that, that's not good. Uh, kind of, if, if you want to take a little good news out of this, though, they may not have to get rid of, you know, a, a, a favorite here in, in, in Vegas now with, with him on IR. Uh, they'll be able to bring Eichel in and, and not have to move anybody. Well, the
2: question is, how long is this going to be? I mean, Sidney Crosby had a wrist injury. It was a surgery, it was three weeks. And I think Zach Whitecloud, you know, he took a shot. It was hand surgery. Uh, he got back relatively quickly. The problem is, I mean, the wrist is a funny thing. I mean, there's, it you know, is it a bone, Did, you know, or, or, you know, whatever. But if it's ligaments and tendons, I mean, that's a. That's a touchy thing, man, and and that's his game.
3: That takes time. If you're right, if it's ligaments and tendons, that's going to take time. Is am I seeing this right? Yeah. Washington the State. The are
2: starting to light things up, Brian. Boy, Central Michigan gonna regret that fumble at the five and yard They're one. also they're
4: also gonna regret throwing a pass on the first play after the score when they uh, got the kickoff uh, uh, on the next time it was intercepted deep in uh, their own territory.
2: Wow, in-game wagering. That, from what you'd seen, was anybody brave enough to put any money on Washington State?
4: I'm, I'm sure some people were. I don't know what the line was at its peak when it was 21 nothing. I think, entering the uh, fourth quarter.
1: I'm sure it was a fat, nice fat number, though, without question.
4: I'm oh, sorry, still third quarter, but it, uh, yeah. it was five minutes to go. So when they, I think, got the first touchdown, four minutes to go.
2: Andy, you you, you said you thought you were going under the total in the first half in the Bama game?
4: I th- uh, That's... I think the way that I'm going to play Cincinnati, I don't know I don't know how well they will be able to hold up for the 60 minutes, but I think they'll be well prepared to uh, uh, be competitive with uh, Alabama in the first half. So what is it? I think 7 and twenty. Is it 27 and a half? First half total?
2: That sounds right. Uh, first half, Andy. Andy asks, give me the old update. 29 and a half.
4: So they, I think they're betting it up then. I mean, I, part of
2: me was thinking I kind of like the over in the game that I think Cincinnati has some stuff scripted, and in, uh, I'm with you that they hang with them.
4: I think Cincinnati, to win this game, and that's what their goal is, I think they need to shorten the number of – lessen the number of possessions in this game. The less that you give Alabama the football, you know, if, you, if you can cut it down from 13 possessions per team to 10 possessions per team, you know, In theory, that sounds good, but all of a sudden, Alabama scores on its first possession. They create a turnover. They're up 14-0, seven minutes gone in the game. All that goes out. But I think if if Cincinnati Cincinnati has to be confident, but they also have to be smart. And I think that they have to think that it's going to be difficult to, A, trade points with Alabama, and, B, hang in there for 60 minutes with Alabama. If they can run clock and short, and lengthen the time of their possessions, I think that bodes well for them.
2: It's New Year's Eve. People walking around with the, they already got their kazoo's and funny hats ready to go. Boy, I'm telling you, it's a long way to go. The, the people getting their game face on already. I know
1: both you, AI, and Brian are going to be probably out gallivanting around Vegas right on New Year's Eve. I mean, you're still in that wheelhouse. You can still.
4: I'll tell you what. You fun, know, right? I'm going to have a. I'm going to have a very hectic hour between six and seven p.m. You're absolutely right.
2: Yeah, is that when Jeopardy's on? All right, we're 7 p.m. Coming. That's why I'll be back by 7 Coming back to Vegas in a moment.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: All right, back to Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, AM 1400, KSHP in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, we're down at the Superbook at the Westgate. Football Central Sunday, Week 17, NFL. It's going to be a great place to watch all the games. we got Chris Wynn here, Andy Isco's here, Stevie's back in studio. Next hour, fellas, we'll, we'll start doing the deep dive on the NFL menu and, and get your take on what you think's to come here on the weekend. But the big news... Uh, In this last hour, obviously, Kirk Cousins, a no-go.
3: I thought you were going to say Betty White.
2: And Betty White, Sam Jones.
3: Additionally, Brian, real quick, for the Bears, it's going to be Andy Dalton. Nagy has made that announcement, and Foles will be the backup, not Fields.
2: Okay. Good update on that front, Stevie. Now, so we'll start doing the deep dive, but it's a great place to watch all the games in the theater here at the Westgate. But it's amazing. Week 16 determined a lot, but... It's amazing how the the herd gets thinned. We're thinking there'll be eight games on, you know, the final Sunday that matters. Like it, it never well, happens.
4: Well, remember, you got several things. Two more playoff teams that started last year, so up from 12 to 14 that's approaching half the league. And then so much parity this year. So many teams with seven and even eight losses still in posi- in position. Some of those teams will be thinned out this weekend, but you're still going to have seven, eight lost teams in play with a chance to advance. Look at the Raiders. They're eight and seven. They control their destiny. With uh, at Indianapolis this weekend uh, oh, it, against the Chargers. It, Miami the beats season.
2: Tennessee. Game on. I, that gets really interesting. All right, we got a lot to get to in the next hour. We're thrilled to be with you. Hey, it's New Year's Eve. I know they'll be hooting and hollering over at Oasis 4955 South Decatur. Every day's New Year's Day over there. New Year's Eve over there. Always a good time. Check that out. Great food. Great drink. The uh, banquet room and the gaming promotions we're coming back to the Super Bowl at the westgate thanks to jake cornegay the entire team here at the westgate it's been a fun run for us doing these shows racing to the weekend and we're thrilled with chris Wynn and andy Esco's arrival and of course stevie back in the studio we're going to step aside we're coming back we have another full hour for you on the sports grid radio network sirius 159. Uh, we'll start talking about hockey the semifinals and the deep dive on Week 17 in the NFL. That's coming your way next. Fun
3: fact: Even if the last sport you played was tag in fourth grade, you can still be a sports expert. Just keep it here and get the winning edge.